0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizicke.
1: Hey there, I'm Mike, along with Joel, Growing in Grace, on the air once again. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. Um, hey, actually, it
0: just happened to pop on above, my, above me. We flipped the on-air button.
1: well uh, you're listening to a couple of old radio guys who uh, maybe uh, spent too much time in radio I don't know you are now on the air Um, hey it's good to have you with us thanks for joining us once again for Growing in Grace where we take just a few minutes to have some informal conversation that will encourage you in your walk with Jesus Christ as we continue to grow in his grace and gain a better understanding of what he has provided for us through his son Jesus Christ
0: and he's provided a lot, Mike. A lot more than what I think we give him credit for, uh, or, or that we even understand in our sometimes in our thick little skulls. Uh, because you know, I, I see kind of a I don't know what the word would be a deficiency or, or some sort of thing going on in the church where we just it people just seem to hang their heads and say woe is me, and it's and it's it, it it's as if. Yeah, we hear a great message of of all the things that we we get to do in Jesus Christ. We hear a great message of of all the things that we're gonna go out and do this week for the Lord Jesus Christ, and and we leave church on Sunday morning feeling all pumped up. We've we've gotten our shot in the arm for the week, and now we're gonna go out and do all these things. And by Sunday afternoon <laughs> or Monday morning, it's kind of like oh, I just you know I, I just can't do it, and we and we feel condemned. I, I just know a lot of Christians who are walking along feeling deficient in, in their uh, in their Christian walk, and, and I think the reason for it is because we're trusting in ourselves, we're, we're trusting in the things that we can do for God, rather than trusting in what God does in and through us when we simply rest in Him and trust that He has some mighty things that He will do through us, not by our own efforts, but by His Spirit and by, and by His strength, man.
1: Well, you hit hit on a mouthful there because there are a lot of people who hear the message of grace and righteousness by faith and they don't really understand it because they've been so entrenched in law and rules and externals that when this message of freedom uh, and and, and this message of our identity as, as being righteous as a gift... When they hear this sort of stuff, it just throws them for a loop because they've been told here 's what you have to do all of your all their lives do 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 uh, even if it's sort of done in a in a sneaky sort of way because most people in the evangelical community understand that uh, eternal life is a gift from god it's not something you can earn it's not by works yet somehow uh, we 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 sneak the law back into it after we 've been saved freely. Somehow we, we get caught up back into the law again and, and, and trying to, to do things to maintain our righteousness. And that's not even close to being necessary. You do not have to do that. It's so easy to get caught up in thinking that uh, your righteousness is going to be based on you maintaining it. And, you know, last week, Joel, we were talking about those who are weak in faith. Weak in faith sounds like such a negative thing when really what we came down to with that is that those who are still bound by external works to to maintain their righteousness, those who are bound by that are weak in faith. So what can we do to to get stronger in faith would be one question. We also talked about some things last week about those who are stronger in faith uh, need to have a little compassion and patience with those who are weak in faith, who haven't really understood that the, the, the work of Christ is a completed and finished work. And yet, uh, you know, there's just so many... When you say the word faith alone, just say the word faith. Different people think of different things. Faith isn't just standing there with your eyes closed and, and, and your fists clenched, uh, trying to conjure up enough belief somehow that God is going to rain down a blessing upon you. Um, that's really not what faith is. Faith is the opposite of works. And trusting in Christ and His finished work, and trusting in that alone is what's going to make you stronger in faith.
0: Well, yeah, I, I you know, if you like, you say if you just think of the word faith, uh, in and of itself, we we tend to. Make faith itself into a work, like you're saying. We clench our fists, and, and yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase. Stretch out your faith. <laughs> Just stretch out your faith, and 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 trust the Lord, and see what He'll do as as you stretch out your faith. And I picture, remember that old uh, Stretch Armstrong toy <laughs> back from the, I don't know, probably the 70s. I know when I was a boy, I had a Stretch Armstrong. You know, he's this this it's this rubber doll, and he's got he's filled with this oozy stuff inside i don't i don't even know what it is and you could stretch his arms and uh i picture stretch armstrong and then what would happen with stretch armstrong is that when you stretched him too much he'd start to break the skin would start to break and all that stuff would ooze out of him and it's just like that to me is a picture of uh of the christian who is trying so hard to stretch out their faith and and they end up breaking and and all you know all the good stuff and sudden comes oozing out and they just and, and and their life becomes a broken mess because they are try they have made faith into a work they've made trusting in God trusting in what the Lord can do they've turned it around uh, to trusting in their own faith to trusting in what they can do for God and in doing so uh, they become weak in faith and, and the reason they're weak in faith is not because they're not doing all the right things, but it's because they're trusting in the wrong things. They're trusting in themselves, and they're not trusting in the work that the
1: Lord does in and through them when they, when they rest in him. Well, Paul wrestled with the same thing with the folks back in his day. You, know, even you can take the Galatians as a great example of people who, who came into the family of God <laughs> through Jesus Christ, trusting in him and him alone, some of the stuff that they used to believe under the law that they were now free from some of that started just slowly sort of filtering back in again and it's it's so easy uh, to, to allow that to happen but Joel what, you, what you're saying there is really hitting the nail on the head turning faith into a work um, I've seen I've seen a lot of people um, I used to know somebody who called them victims of Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> where they would turn on the radio uh, ministry or the TV ministry or uh, the media outlet ministry, whatever it is, and they would hear these people asking their viewers and listeners to stretch their faith. And, uh, you know, I know you don't have the money to give, but uh, trust that God will supply it for you by giving. See, by, by doing this action, uh, you're going to show God that you trust him, and then he's going to bless you for it because of that. And We, we do get things turned inside out so often, and uh, we, we do want to encourage people uh, to give. And, and there are times where you may not feel like you're going to be able to do it, but you may have it in your heart to do it anyway. I'm not talking about people who just who have a heart to want to give. I'm talking about people who are being manipulated, who, who have nothing to give, and, and they're trying to prove something to God. That that uh, isn't going to work at all because, like you said, Joel, it's not a sign of faith. It's not a sign of strength in being strong in faith. It's it's a sign of being weak in faith because they're having to trust in something that they do to to try to prove a point to God.
0: Yeah, Paul had two words uh, for that type of of person. Now he still considered them Christians, but in Galatians, you know, in Galatians three. A lot of people probably knew where I was going as soon as I said that. But Galatians 3, Paul is talking to people who have come to know Christ by faith, by faith alone, by trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ and and not in their own work. Uh, But they, they had gone back to trying to perfect themselves, trying to keep themselves right with God, Uh, trying to sanctify themselves by works of the flesh, by what they can do. And, And so their faith essentially had become a work. And he said, foolish is one of the words. Oh, foolish Galatians. And he says, who has bewitched you? that you should not obey the truth. And sometimes we get hung up on that little phrase, obey the truth. To obey the truth that Paul is talking about here, that is obeying the gospel, the truth of the gospel, the gospel that we are saved by faith and that we're kept by faith, by God's grace, not because of, of any work that we do. And so, yes, Paul still considered them to be Christians. They were still his brothers and sisters in Christ, but he called them foolish, and he said that they had been bewitched you know somehow someone had, and i think another version of the bible says who has cast a spell on you that you should not obey the truth because you're trusting again in the law and in the works of the law and in the things that you can do in your flesh to keep you right with god and you're not trusting in the finished work of the lord jesus christ those are people who as we talked about last week and a little bit this week again uh those who are weak in the faith uh, those are the ones who are weak in the faith because they're not, because really they've turned their faith into a work and they're trusting in themselves.
1: Yeah, and and it certainly doesn't mean that they're not Christians or anything like that. Don't get the wrong impression of what we're trying to say here. It's just, again, uh, the, the focus of, of our program here of growing in grace is that righteousness, which is required, is, is a gift. Uh, you know, Jesus said that. Uh, If if you're going to try and get there on your own, it's going to require perfection. That's what God demands. God demands perfection. He told the Jews that back on the Sermon on the Mount. Yet perfection has been found, not in you or I, but in Jesus Christ. Everything that he did, everything that encompassed him, uh, God was pleased with. And so now uh, we inherit righteousness as a gift by uh, simply trusting in, in his completed work And when God looks down upon us now, essentially what he sees is Jesus. I mean, that's what we've been given in him. We could go on here. I know we're going to be running short on time, Joel, but uh, I think uh, I had somebody say something to me here uh, recently, Joel, that I think a lot of people deal with when they come to the grace message. They wonder if we're giving them a license to sin. And uh, Paul mentioned uh, something in Galatians there that, you know, uh, how is it that, We who have been freed from sin, why why should we continue in it? Um, I'm paraphrasing there a little bit. But, you know, I think what people need to understand is it isn't so much about trying to go out and do the good works anymore in Christ. uh, Now that we're in Christ, it's not so much a matter of going out and trying to do all the good works that we were doing uh, before we came into an understanding of God's grace. Um, what it really amounts to is the nature that now dwells in us, God's holy, righteous nature. Uh, naturally, the, the good works should should come out of the life of Christ that lives in us and just flow through us, um, especially as we begin to understand more about uh, righteousness by faith and grow in his grace. Then we can uh, just rest in him, be free to be ourselves, and naturally that, that God life that is in us is going to want to flow out and, and and be an example to others at the same time.
0: Man, you're really hitting it on the head there, because the, you know that's what Jesus said about life in the vine. You know, he said he is the vine, we're the branches, and and the branches bear fruit not when they struggle and strive to to go out there and bear some good fruit for the tree or, or for the or for the vine, but uh, the branches bear fruit when when the branches simply remain in the vine when they rest in the vine because the life uh, is in the vine the life all of the life all the nutrients everything is is in the vine and that life naturally flows into the branches when the branches rest and remain in the vine and the branches end up eventually bearing the fruit uh, that the vine produces. You know, the, the branches don't even produce the fruit. They simply bear the fruit that uh, comes from the life of the vine. I think that's a good place for us to end here. Uh, we're out of uh, time for this one, uh, this week's edition of Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski along with Mike Kapler. do hope that you'll get a hold of us. Let us know you're out there listening. You can contact us via org.